episode of the Ranch Away podcast is brought to you by Toja's Bakery. Toja's Bakery is located at 244 Utica Avenue. It's the longest running Guyanese family bakery and restaurant in Crown Heights. As a fellow Guyanese, I first heard about them from a family member. And when I went there, I got some good pine tarts, cheese rolls, fish cakes. Even their bread is amazing. And in the summertime, I know you can go there after a fet and get some good jerk chicken. Mm-hmm. Visit Tota's Bakery at 244 Utica Avenue or follow them on Instagram at Tota's Bakery 244. Hey, Soka lovers, it's Soka Say So. And this chick. And we're back with episode three of season five. And this season, we're ranting about new year, new moves. We are chatting with cultural influencers who are using 2021 to take their brands to a whole new level. In this episode, I sit down with Kiara Ross Page, born to perform Key on Instagram. We talk about her new moves in 2021, where she has started Culture Cave, a great platform to actually showcase dancers and let them tell their own stories about their experiences. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Rant and Rave podcast. Today is your girl dish chick talking to Kiara Ross, dancer extraordinaire. You may know her as Born to Perform Key on social media. But today we are going to talk about all of the things that she has going on for 2021, taking her dance talents to a whole new level, as well as showcasing other dancers and choreographers with her new venture, Culture Cave. Welcome to the podcast, Kiara. Yay! I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, you know, I've been following your career for a while. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not going to put time frames on that. <clears throat> Just it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. <laughs> and I know you have been dancing. You are a professionally trained dancer. Um, you've been dancing on stages for Soka, for Afrobeats. We saw you on the um, Hot 97 showcase. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen you pretty much everywhere. Yes. Just for the people who've been underground and they have no clue who you are, let's give them a little background of who you are and how you got started in dance. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Kiara Ross Page because I am married. <laughs> wow. Um, so like Deanna said, like this chick said, I am a professional dancer. I have been dancing over 25 years. I've been um, trained in ballet, modern West African, traditional West African, jazz, hip hop, tap, contemporary, lyrical. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's a lot um, that I've been trained in. But um, culturally, what, what speaks to me more so is definitely dances from the Caribbean and African diaspora. Um, so you have, like, like, like I said, traditional West African dance, you know, you have my, uh, like soca dance, Caribbean dance styles, um, and Afrobeats, which is newer, a newer genre that I picked up maybe about, let's say almost about 10 years ago. That's a newer genre for me, but, um, yeah, I do lots of different styles of dancing. Um, I have, let's see, I can't, I, I'm so weird talking about myself. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, I have started my own dance company called Carnival Dancers in mm-hmm. 2014. And we perform with all different types of artists, Caribbean artists um, and Afrobeats artists. Um, 
I am the choreographer for the world's largest soca flash mob, which took place in 2015 in front of Barclays Center with my yes. um, partner, Oba Stevens. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh my God, it's so weird. Anytime someone asks me to speak about myself, it's just so, it's weird. I get like all tongue-tied and sweaty. It's weird. <laughs> um, well, well, we know, yeah. we know you have your, your, you know, your background is Trinidadian and Belizean. So of course we know you have yes. that wicked waistline. Yes, 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 yes. Granny is from Belize. Um, She's from Ladyville, Grandad. He is from, uh, well, Belmont in Port of Spain in Trinidad. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in the roots. The, the culture, the Caribbean culture is definitely in the roots. It's embedded. <laughs> nice. And we are familiar with that Soka Flash mob. That thing just kind of crept up on us. I mean, mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to cover it just yes. when I first got introduced to you. So, that was amazing. That took over the scene. People did not expect it. And it was yes. everywhere. News channels, yes. everywhere was talking about this. Yes. How did that it come about? Like, Just give them a little a little background for that. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, Oba, him and I, we didn't know each other. However, he gave me a call and, you know, introduced himself and was like, I'm looking for a choreographer for a social flash mob. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK, that sounds good. You know, I guess there was a mutual friend or, you know, someone who had recommended me to choreograph for it. And I was like, OK, cool. Yeah, sure. And I didn't know the extent of it and how big it would be. But, you know, it doesn't matter if the project is like huge or small. I'm still going to give my all and put the same energy, mm -hmm. whether it's five people, 500 people. I'm always going to come with the energy. So um, we did some uh we did it like one i believe it was one rehearsal over at um fort green park in brooklyn and like so many people came out and i was like oh crap this is this, this <laughs> is a thing this is a thing i you know i'm like thinking like oh maybe 10 20 people and people were like nah you know we showing up boy so i'm just like okay <laughs> so they you know we did the rehearsal and then the day of, I was just feeling so anxious. I was like, oh my gosh. And then more and more and more people started to come. And it's like, yeah, I learned from the video that you sent out in the in the Facebook event um, chat. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know it was going to be this many people. And it was like over maybe over 300 people. And I'm pretty sure Oba would be like, chick, it was way over 300 people. But it was so many people. And, you know, we just kind of crept up right in front of Barclays and did the thing. And, you know, there was police officers there and we were looking like, oh crap, are they going to shut us down? But they were just asking like, what is this? And I remember <laughs> one of the dancers was like, yeah, it's a mob. And then the police officer was like, wait, it's a mob? It's a mob? And they was like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Flash mob. Oh, and the officer was like, oh, okay. Oh, like a dance thing. Oh, okay, cool. And then they lightened up the mood. I'm like, listen, you can't go up to no officer and, you know, tell, uh, tell him, you know, a bunch of colored folks is about to do a mob now. Wait a minute. You got to put the word flash in front of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they got with it and they, they kind of joined in. And then we kind of went and did like a little parade and then had like a little brunch section after. And, you know, it was just really fun. So fun. And I'm so thankful for that opportunity because it was so it was amazing. And, I you know, my my following definitely grew from that. So shout out to you, Oba. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. You have been able to get so many opportunities to showcase your skills. Mm -hmm. But I know with anything, when you are now starting out and you're new on the scene, it might be a little bit difficult to Mm -hmm. get in front of the right people, get people to take you seriously. Right. What kind of challenges did you face when you were just now starting trying to become the Kiara we now know? (laughs) Well, there was was definitely a couple of challenges. Um, At first, I'll... I'll speak about the challenges of support as a dancer, um, especially growing up in like a Caribbean household on my dad's side, it was more of a hobby, you know, and it was respected as a hobby. That's it. You know, that, you know, that's it. There's no career in dancing. Why don't you go for nursing? Why don't you go for social work? Why don't you go to school Mm. for this? And, you know, I kind of had to tune my family out respectfully and just kind of let them know, like, yeah, but I want to dance. And that's my purpose. That's my passion. So I'm going to dance. <laughs> and, you know, you're not paying for my education. I am. So um, I'm going to dance. <laughs> um, so the support was kind of like a little janky, a little bit from the family. Um, not my mom, obviously. My mom was like for it. My mom is always for the arts. Nice. Um you know, so it was just like a little like, uh, you know, I'm not sure how you're going to be able to support yourself with dance, you know, and I get it. You know, the, the, you know, your family's worried about you and how you're going to make a living for yourself and for your family. Um, and but I've been blessed to kind of be able to make a living and do all of those things through dance. So they, they don't worry about me now. <laughs> um, but another challenge while, you know, when I was coming up was artists taking dancers seriously and it's just like we are all artists right we are all from the art form and you know dancers yes we 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 are we're not the accessory like a lot of artists just see us as an accessory so they don't take us seriously they you know they don't want to pay as much and um that was definitely frustrating and um coming up and trying to gain that respect as you know I'm a choreographer, I'm a dancer, I provide dance services, I, you know, you have to sign this contract, you need to be on time. When I show up professionally and the artist may not show up as professional or their management. And so that is totally frustrating. And um, it it became a little bit like, you know, disappointing and um, a little discouraging, but it was something that I definitely overcame and I, I, I um, realized that I didn't have to say yes to certain gigs and work with certain people who I didn't feel like was going to be professional or take us seriously. Um, you know, it's weird that you say that, that mm-hmm. they didn't, that the artists didn't see the dancers as being, you know, on the same level with the art form way. Mm-hmm. We know, especially in Caribbean culture, we've got dancers, of course, like Black of the Dancer, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Dance All Queen, Parlene, mm-hmm. you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Ponytails, oh, I'm showing my age. But you, you know, their dancers have often been instrumental in pushing music and the culture forward. So it's yes. weird to me that yeah. even now dance uh, artists don't really see dancers as being on the same level creatively mm-hmm. or worth the same money. Yeah. And it, it's, it's sad. It's sad. And I, you know, I have a lot of dancer friends or people who are now coming up and they're asking, you know, for my advice and, how to move around, how to maneuver around that. And 
it's sad that it's still happening in 2021 where artists are not taking dancers seriously or they, you know, they don't want to pay or it's just so many different things that dancers go through. And it's like, we're in this together, you know, we're, we're definitely, we're trying to help you promote your song. We're, we're, you know, bringing the following and we're giving you, we're the visuals kind of, where are the visuals, you know, mm-hmm. for your, your, your music. So I need you to respect us. If we say this is our fee, I don't need you to be like, ah, nah, 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 I can't pay that. <laughs> da, 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 da. Give us the whole, you know, rundown of why you can't pay. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's frustrating that it's still happening in 2021. And I'm just going to say, artists, please, musicians, please do better for your dancers. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that moves us into what you are doing now for 2021, which I have to say big ups to you for taking up the mantle to do this and really showcasing dancers and choreographers and kind of letting them tell their own stories. Yes. What made you decide that you wanted to start Culture Cave? What is it? What are you trying to do with it? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's loaded. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I... Well, my husband and I kind of came up with the um, with Culture Cave, the idea of Culture Cave, the the concept back in 2019. But mm. I was pregnant in 2019, and so I was worried. You know, I was consumed with bringing forth life. I wasn't consumed <laughs> with starting any other projects because mm-hmm. I was like, nope, I have to worry about my daughter. All my energy is going to my daughter, my family. That's it. Um, But it kind of started because, of course, every time I came home, I would vent to my husband about different things in the dance community that I saw and didn't like. Um, I didn't feel like dancers were being recognized. I felt like the dance world was changing as, um, you know, social media became very instrumental in the dance community as far as like, you know, you have to have a certain amount of followers in order to be seen and all of these things. And I would just vent to my husband and he would just, cha- he would challenge me and be like, well, if you don't like it, do something about it. And I'm like, oh, you right. <laughs> 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 you know, like you stop venting about it, make moves, you know, make, make action, like do something, you know? Yeah. Um, but it definitely came from wanting to create and spotlight dancers, um, that sometimes won't get the exposure and won't get that recognition. Um, There was a couple of things that I was starting to notice as well. Um, I think more so in 2020 is our, our dance styles. And when I say our, I mean, people of color, I mean, black dancers, dancers of the Caribbean and African diaspora, you know, I can, for me, I can say we're open to sharing our culture with so many other people they that might may not be a part of our culture and i think that's that's the beauty of caribbean culture we're so welcoming and we're so open but what what gets me you know like a little upset is when people say they paved the way and people say things like you know they created this are we sugarcoating <laughs> do we want to just touch on <laughs> Last year, there was an issue where uh, another dancer, uh, I'm using dancer very I, I, Yeah, I don't I would, think yeah. this person was trained. No, 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 I don't think this person was a dancer. And I don't, I don't know him from a can of paint. However, um, if someone allows you and 
welcomes you into um, Caribbean culture or a culture that you don't necessarily belong to, um, don't don't go back and slap that that those people in the face by saying you paved the way, you created this, and you made you made uh, a platform for other dancers. When that's not the case, because it's been it's been present prior to you being there. So I would just encourage people to research before they say they paved the way for anything. Um, Absolutely. And I love <laughs> how professional you're being with this. Like I'm, I'm trying. It's on district.com. You can go to my cultural appropriation uh-huh. uh, blog post and you can find out exactly what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But she's being really professional by not naming names yet. So we're going to keep it professional. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. But yeah, I, it's just like I was seeing different things where people, dancers of color, were not getting the recognition. And as, and it, as you research all of these different dance styles that you know come from us, if you research dance hall, if you research Afrobeats, if you research soca dance, there's no reason why I shouldn't be seeing the people who, where it comes from, you know, people of color doing those dances, you know what I mean? And it started to get to a point where you would research, I'd research and I'd see more foreigners and people, you know, Caucasian people enjoying this, the dance form and teaching and all of these different things. And it's just like, well, I, I want to see the authenticity. I, I want to see, you know, if it's a dance hall, if I'm researching dance hall, I, I want to see people from Jamaica dancing, you know, I want to, you know, like, I just want to see people of color, dances of color, um, do, do, do a dance hall. I don't, you know, I, it's, it's cool that it's in Sweden. Like, that's nice. But uh, <laughs> I'd like to see my people doing doing the dance. So it, I found a way to kind of create this space, um, a safe space for Black dancers. Like I said, Black dancers, Black teachers, Black, Black, Black on Black. <laughs> black, Blackity Black. Um, choreographers, artistic directors, um, and kind of shine the light on these individuals and um, shine the light on their work and their story and their testimonies and their struggles and how they got to where they are today. And so I definitely, that's how Culture Cave came about. Um, and so that's I was just, yeah. yeah. And so I, I, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I, of course I want to interview them and then, you know, showcase a little bit of what they do. Um, and then kind of make it into a dance docu-series that lives on YouTube. Um, and so that's kind of what, you know, what I've been doing and editing a lot and being more so behind the scenes. And another reason I know this is so crazy, it's like so loaded because there were so many different reasons as to why I created Culture Cave. Another reason why is because after I had my daughter, you know, my body has changed. I was trying to figure out what is my purpose in dance. Um, I don't know if I'm still going to be on the people them stage. Like I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm going to be whining in fishnets and combat boots and thing. So I'm trying to figure out like what, how can I, what is my, my legacy in dance? So mm-hmm. what can I contribute to the culture and to dance? Um, and, you know, and what legacy am I, am I leaving for my daughter for her to look back and like, oh, okay, my mom did this. You know, yes, it's cool to be on stage and in front of the cameras, but it's just like, 
what else can I do? And how can I take my platform or, you know, just my space or things like that and show and spotlight others? Like, how can I, you know, show what others are doing? And people are like, oh, that's so selfless. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, it's just okay. it's just something that I find to be exciting um, and purposeful. Um, again, because like I said, I'm not sure where I am and what I want to do as far as me dancing physically. So I'm like, how can I still be in dance, <laughs> but not necessarily be the dancer? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's great that you are interviewing people, you know, from one dancer to another. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, your questions, I've seen some of the videos, your questions are definitely coming from somebody who understands, you know, what they've had to go through probably some of the challenges that they face. I know you uh, interviewed Akira Armstrong from Pretty Big Movement. I mean, for those who don't know, that uh, Pretty Big Movement is basically for plus-size women dancing, and they kill it. Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. That interview was so amazing. (laughs) But they have that space now to tell their own story. So that is amazing. Right. And what has been the response? I know you're only like a few episodes in, but what has been the response in the dance community? You know, it was so funny because I was, I didn't know what the response would be because, you know, People, especially people on my page, they're used to seeing me dance and, you know, this is a new venture. This is a new uh, a passion purpose um, of mine. And so I was like, oh, man, are people going to follow? Are people going to be interested? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, for those that will <laughs> understand and appreciate it, they will they'll get it. Um, but for the most part, the the feedback, the and the love and the support has been so real. And people have been loving it and commenting and sharing and, you know, sending me messages about it. And it's just like, OK, cool. Yeah. Y'all hopped on board. Very nice. Good, good, good. <laughs> but for the most part, um, the dancers have been super supportive and definitely open to being a part of the project. So I'm truly grateful for that. Nice. And so you said at some point this is going to become the docu-series um, you're going to leave this as your legacy, kind of like that that collection of stories mm-hmm. from dancers, stories from people who have not been showcased mm-hmm. or recognized as much as probably mm-hmm. we would like to yep. see them recognized. So that is that is amazing. That's what's going to happen yes. for Culture Cave. I know you may not be on stage going forward, but what else can we look forward to from Kiara? Because I know I know how people's brains work. I know when you are doing some new things, that means you've got 20 other things in the bag. What can you share? (laughs) You know what's so funny about that question? I honestly can't say that. uh, (laughs) I really know, you know, my, you know, during being in quarantine and all that stuff and being home and then being a new mom on top of that, my attention span and what I want to do has been so focused on so many different things. One minute I am focused on Culture Cave. Next minute I'm focused on how to buy a house. Next minute I'm like, I am like all over the place. Every <laughs> every night I'm researching something new. And I'm just like, okay, I want to get into this. I want to do this. I want to start a mass camp. I want to do this. I want to do, you know, so I'm all, yes, there's so many yes. different things. Oh, yeah, and I let that slip out. But <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, that's it's on fine. Like, I'm just like, oh, I want to start my own section. I want to do this. How do I create costumes? Who do I reach out to? Okay, I want to buy a house. How how do I get this? And, you know, I am like literally all over the place. So when you say what's next for Kiara, I am just like, 
Hmm. That's, that's a great question. And I am not really sure how to answer because my, my thoughts and, and, you know, creative people, our thoughts are like all over the place. They're just like mumble jumble. <laughs> um, I, mm-hmm. I, I hope to produce more meaningful content. Um, it's so funny. I was looking at my Instagram recently and I was just like, ah, I mean, I haven't posted a video in a while. Yeah, maybe I should do a TikTok. Maybe I should do a challenge. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> maybe I, oh, maybe I should, you know, mm-hmm. bust it. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so my 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 mantra and what I've been saying to myself is, um, move with purpose. And if it, you know, if it if it if it's not meaningful and if it's not purposeful, then don't do it. Don't waste your time. And so I hope to produce more purposeful content. Um, and uh, meaningful content. Um, but I am going to be doing it at my own time, like on my own timeline. I'm not before I like back in the day, I kind of felt pressured to produce content and pressured to kind of like, oh, okay, I got to post videos. I got to do this. I got to do this to keep my following up. And I, and it's crazy now, like I see my following kind of going down and a part of me is like, oh man. But then another, there's another part that's like, well, it's all good <laughs> because I feel like if I am being impactful in real life, if my purpose, if I'm living my purpose in real life, and if I'm walking my purpose in real life, social media, that, that doesn't, that shouldn't matter. And so that's kind of been my new thinking and my new awakening. Um, so I, I will definitely be putting out more purposeful and meaningful content that moves my soul and my spirit and makes me happy. (laughs) Um, that's one culture cave for culture cave. I kind of spoke about it, but I didn't really um, elaborate for culture cave. It will be more seasons to come. Um, It'll be three seasons a year and about 12 to 15 episodes each season. And um, at the end of the third season, there'll be a culminating event. Hopefully, 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 hopefully this pandemic lets up and we're in a better space by the end of the third season where I can do this full culminating event where it won't have to be virtual, but it's in God's hands. So we'll see. Um, uh, what else, what else am I going to get into? Hmm. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Sounding like a true West Indian. I, yes. Like, I, have I have like 55 jobs. On. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's never sequential. No. It's not like one after the At the, the same other. time, yes, that's how we do. Time. We do, like to do things simultaneously. It's just like, yeah, no, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to chip away at this. Um, so that's definitely what's going to happen with, you know, Culture Cave. I am going to be working with my carnival dancers again. I'm so happy to dance with my, you know, and get back working with my dance sisters. We kind of took 2020 off because I just wasn't comfortable Um and, and, you know, with everything, with the pandemic and all that stuff. And then also 2020 was my mm-hmm. year, my full year of being a new mommy. So, you know, that took precedence. Mm-hmm. That took, my family is, you know, that was first. And so everything else kind of took the, the back burner. Yeah. And that's okay. My, my dance sisters totally understood. You know, they definitely messaged me from time to time, like, so key. Um, when we when we gonna do a dance video? When we go, <laughs> you know. And so, hopefully, twenty twenty one, you will see more content from Carnival dancers as well. Um, 
And yeah, I think there's so many different things I'm pretty sure I'm not mentioning, but it's all good. But just know I have a lot of different things in my brain that I'm working on and hoping to bring um, to fruition in 2021 or at least set the foundation for the following year. So, yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. And so people have to just stay in touch with you, stay connected to your pages Tell them how they can follow you, Kiara, but yes. also Culture Cave. Where can they see the videos? How can they stay in touch? Yes. How can they stay up okay, to date? Okay, so with you guys can, like I said, my followers were going down. So you guys can follow your girl and bring them right back up. <laughs> you can follow me at, on Instagram at Born to Perform Key. That's Born, the number two, perform K I. You can follow Culture Cave at K U L T U R E K A V E. Can I add something about Culture Cave real quick? Okay. So I know you asked Absolutely. about culture, you know, where, where it came from, how did it come about? So let me also give you, I guess, a little hidden gem on how I came up with the name. So, you know, I love all K's. K is my thing. Um, and so I spelled culture with a K because <laughs> I love K and cave with a K. Um, I use cave because I feel like that's where hidden gems and where diamonds are. Um, so that's kind of mm. the meaning behind cave. And if you look at the logo, there's like a diamond in the middle. You know, I, I can, I'll probably share an image of it. There's a diamond in the middle and it says culture cave in the middle. But just to, just to play off diamonds and where they're found, they're usually found in rough places and dark places. And, you know, that's kind of where, um, how I wanted, how I came up with the name culture cave. So. So be sure to follow. Nice. <laughs> be sh- Love be sure it. To follow Culture Cave. K-U-L-T-U-R-E-K-A-V-E um, on Instagram. And follow the dance team if you can. Uh, Carnival Dancers. C-A-R-N-Y-V-A-L Dancers. <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to spell it out. Yes. Yes. Because they're repping for are, New York. <laughs> Nice, nice. Hopefully everybody does go and check out all of your pages. Make sure that you guys check out those interviews. I've been watching the interviews with some of these dancers. It's amazing to, it's like we're stepping into a conversation between two dancers, right? Like we get to hear the inside scoop. So make sure you check out those videos. They are on Instagram. They are on YouTube. Follow Culture Cave and get to know more about what's going on with Kiara. Thank you so much for giving them all this great information. Thank you so much for sharing your new venture in 2021. I know 2020 had people just kind of (laughs) thrown for a loop. So the fact that you are coming back with something bigger in this new year is amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my story and share, you know, my insight and what I'm up to and all of that stuff. I appreciate it so much. Wow. She's pretty dope. I mean, I thought that her new move was to become a choreographer um, from a dancer. I figured that was more than enough. But (laughs) apparently, she has to start a whole new thing in 2021 when a lot of us are just being lazy. Hmm. Kudos to her. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It is really good to see that she is putting on other dancers, other choreographers, giving them an opportunity to tell their stories. One of the things that I truly love, I don't know if anybody remembers, I mean, honestly, if you were in Brooklyn, how could you forget? 
the Soka Flash Mob that she actually helped to organize and do all of those rehearsals that she talks about. That thing came out of nowhere to the rest of us. And it just took over social media. It went completely viral. There was so much press coverage. And now you would think, you know, okay, I've done enough for the culture. No, now she's back with Culture Cave. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't in Brooklyn that day. And I was so upset when I saw that video. It looked like so much fun. And she has so much energy, so much bias. Because I watch a lot of her uh, classes. I watch a lot of her trainings. And oh my goodness, everybody that goes to one of her classes is so full of energy. And they're just getting it off of her. And now to see that somebody is so talented in their own and they're building their own brand and yet they put their hand out and they reach to other people in their industry and are making sure that everybody else knows about those people and what they're doing. That's amazing. She's definitely doing it for the culture. Absolutely. One other thing that she mentioned that I thought was so interesting is that dancers aren't really seen at, you know, they're seen as background. Right. They're not really seen as an important part of a performance or a stage show when I know I'm always watching what the dancers are doing. I'm always watching the monk dancers, cast the band dancers. I'm always trying to see what they're doing. I try and mimic it, but, you know, I'm not a dancer and uh, my limbs don't do that. But (laughs) (laughs) to hear that other that artists are, you know, treating them as, you know, a second part of the show and not part of the actual main performance. When we know dancers and dances push the culture forward. Look at all of these challenges all over social media. Come on to men. Right. And what we do know is that when you put a voice to a problem, usually there becomes a solution. When you stay silent about it, nothing happens. So I'm really um, excited that she spoke up about it and that she's really holding the artist to, you know, a standard. Like, let's raise the whole industry. That's pretty dope. Yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. And shouts to her doing all of this while being a new mom. My goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Talking about her and motherhood, one of the best videos I've seen with her was her dancing to Soka when she was very, very pregnant and she had so much energy. And the high kicks, excuse me? <laughs> um, by the way, can I rant? Can I rave? You can rave. You can absolutely oh, rave. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my segue. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job. I'm going to rave to voice Tall Free, Travis World, this is Mass. Yo. Job. Levels. Up. Ready. Free. Boys. Travis World. Trini in the place, y'all can't them. Who can party, no problem. I suggest you go in the back then. Got the front full of jobs, you know what you think.
your possession Why you drinking what's the occasion? takes me back makes me want to be in effect be on the road doing all kinds of things that this doggone corona will not let me do and busting out some of those moves that i see kiara doing let me at least try it mm. but there's no fat there's no carnival <laughs> oh my goodness if my leg could just reach as high if i could have that much energy in my house <laughs> i think i would be in a better place just saying <laughs> Yes, I'm looking forward to whatever she has coming. I know she wants to do a docu-series, but you know how we West Indians are. It's going to be 20 things happening at once. So just stay connected to Born to Perform KI on Instagram and see all the things she's going to be up to. I'm sure there's a lot coming. Yeah. I would love to know if you guys have been taking some dance classes online during the quarantine times. Have you been practicing in front of practicing that wine in front of your mirror? <laughs> Leave a comment. I want to know. <laughs> sure, you want to know? <laughs> Very but, sure. Um, yeah. Also, make sure that you are following us. Follow Soka Say So on all social media or go to SokaSaySo.com. Follow Dish Chick on all social media or go to DYSCHICK.com. Follow BK Rant and Rave and subscribe at BKRantandRave.com. Okay, bye.